This is Think Smart with TMFG, your weekly podcast of what's newsworthy and relevant to everyday Canadians. With your host, Senior Financial Advisor Rob McClelland and Mike Conan of Asante Capital Management. Today on Think Smart with TMFG, Mike and I are going to be discussing six ways to improve the probability of a successful retirement. We've been doing retirement plans for many years now, haven't we? We really have. And as you and I both know, you know, the ideal time to start putting the pieces in place for a successful retirement are at least 10 years out. Yeah. The advantage to that 10-year window is you can still get some debt paid down. You can start building up a non-registered account, a whole bunch of little things that you can do to ensure a successful retirement. But today, let's explore some of those really important things that you and I have learned that position someone to have a successful financial retirement. Yeah, it, it's interesting because we run something, we do a retirement plan called a Monte Carlo analysis. And Monte Carlo analysis, I guess the easiest way to describe it, uh, Monte Carlo is a gambling town, I guess it was, <laughs> it comes back from that. They run, they run your plan. Uh, it'd be very easy to financial plan. If, if you give us the date you die, and the, what your return is going to be, it'd be a pretty easy situation to run a financial plan. It's just actual numbers, right? Unfortunately, we don't know when someone's going to die. We don't know what the returns are going to look like. And what Monte Carlo does, it runs a bunch of different uh, synopsises down on what could happen over time and gives us a success rate. And hopefully we have people with a positive success rate up in the 90% range. But at times we don't have that, that 90% success rate and at that time, we have to look at other means and things they have to change in their habits to make that work. So let's talk about a bit of that. So I'm going to start with the number one way. And I'm going to use the word delay, postpone. And what we mean by that is, so let's say you started planning at 55 and you were going to retire at 65. And, you know, you're 64 now, you're a year away from it. You haven't quite done the savings that you wanted to do. You haven't maybe paid down all of your debt. You might still have a little outstanding debt. Maybe the market's been a little rough for a couple of years, so the returns that you're hoping from your portfolio didn't come to fruition. Delaying your retirement, even by 12 months, has a big impact on the retirement plan. It's huge. Well, it's it's got a twofold effect. Number one, you have one more year of savings, and you're going to have one less year in retirement. No matter what age you live to, if you work another year, there's going to be one less year you're drawn from your portfolio. Another option might be to, if if your job allows, is to work part time, work at fifty percent for two years, which is just as good as delaying a full retirement by a year, yeah. because. Now you've, you know, maybe you, you've had to take a little bit of money out of your portfolio during those two years, or you didn't save much in, during those two years, but now you need your money for two years less yep. in retirement. And I also find that delay is also a good thing because you're going to retire on your terms, not when the clock says you need to retire. So that's number one. Mike, what's number two? 
Number two is you can increase your savings. So not by a ton, there's only so much money you can save, but if you can make a difference of five or 10% in your savings, that's gonna make a big difference on, especially if you have a 10 year time horizon, it's gonna make a big difference in the pool of money you have to spend. As well as that is when you save money, any money saved is money not spent. So what it does, it not only gives you a higher amount of savings, it reduces your expenses on an annual basis. So when we talk about, you know, what's the right savings rate? It was interesting. My, my son and his fiance asked me that question the other day. How much should we be putting away? And I said 20%. And at their stage, they don't have a mortgage. They're not paying down debt. They should be able to put away 20%. Neither of them have a good company plan. Those are hard to find these days. But they both have good jobs, good incomes. And I said, you've got to be putting away 20% minimum at this point. Once you buy a house or put a down payment, that's a different game. But what should your savings rate be? What about 10%, Mike? Is that good? Good enough? It won't get you, it won't get you to retirement at age 65 where you can live the same lifestyle as you've been working. You know, the government has put in that 18% RSP rule. Now, that's not a figure they just thought of. They didn't just sit down and say 18%. They're, it's a bit of an odd number, right? It's right. not like 20, it's not 30, it's 18%. So when they come up with a number like that, that means there must have been some calculations behind why they come up with 18%. And I think that was the minimum amount they needed to, uh, you know, by the time you hit 65, to have saved to be able to maintain that lifestyle along with your uh, government benefits. And that works really well, except for the cap. And so this is where people who run into problems. So, you know, if it's 18% and you make, uh, you know, $100,000 a year, that's 18,000. If you make $200,000 a year, 18% is supposed to be 36,000. Well, the RSP limit isn't quite up to 36,000 yet. No. So you need to go above and beyond into your tax-free savings account or your non-registered account to get that savings up to at least that 18%. We see a lot of clients with 10% savings and they, they're, they feel that they're doing a good job. It's just not enough to get you to a successful retirement. Let's go to number three. Increase your exposure to stocks or equity in your portfolio by 10 to 20%. I was actually thinking of this one today and for the longest time, I've been saying that for my clients, the ideal stock bond exposure was 70% stocks, 30% bonds. And for those clients, and that's for most clients who typically would have a 60% stock, 40% bond portfolio. So we increase it by 10. Having done this for as long as I have, I think those that can move to 80% have an even better experience. And, and the reason is simple. 80% leaves 20% in fixed investments. If things got rough, you've got 20% of your money that you can draw from. So let's say you're gonna take out 5% a year. That gives you four years worth of money you could draw from from your fixed income if the equities were going through a tough time. And the extra half a percent a year that you're going to get from that extra 10% more in equities is going to set you up for a great financial retirement. What's next, Mike? 
people can lower the expectations of what they're going to spend in retirement. You've been very good at this. You, you've, uh, you're doing a lot of your big trips while you're working. Uh, you're not saving them all for when you stop working and, uh, you know, to create this heavy expense once uh, they retire. I see some people put off all this traveling and the minute they retire, they want to go to, you know, they want to do the African trip. That's a $50,000 trip. They want to do the Australia trip. They want to do the Asia trip. And they have all these trips lined up for when they're actually drawing their money. And they could be, you know, if they have the, let's say, time available in their schedule and they have enough time off to control, to do a bit of this while they have a cash flow coming in. That's tough for, to do. You've got to have a job that has some flexibility. Maybe you do it in those two years where you're working part-time. Doing those big trips is expensive. And, you know, everyone has a different price tag. But if you want to fly business class to Australia, spend a month there, you're going to spend probably $50,000. And the, and the plane ticket's going to be probably half the, the price. The, you know, the African lion safari, if it's just you and your spouse, that's one thing. But if you start taking any family members along, that's going up to, from what I hear, about $100,000. That's a big ticket yep. uh, for a lot of families. I think if people have worked hard and done a good job savings and had good advice along the way, there's no reason that they have to lower their expectations in retirement. Those that are only saving 10% have taken money out over time from their portfolio. Yeah, they're going to have to get used to a lower standard of living. Well, well, some things are luxuries of the working people. I, I always say uh, new cars are a luxury of the working people. When you work, you trade your car and every three years, always drive a new car. Once you retire, you're probably not trading in your car every three years anymore. You're not using it as much, so you, you have more, but that's a big expense that people pay. Often we see the change, you know, maybe in their 70s, they move to one car for a couple. Uh, we see that a lot. They still need to replace that car every six or seven years, um, but, but certainly not every three to four like they might have when they were working. What else could you do if, you know, you've, you've boosted the returns on your portfolio, expected returns anyways, you've delayed retirement, but you just didn't do a good enough job saving for retirement and your Monte Carlo scores below 75. You had a pretty harsh one listed here, Rob. <laughs> you had shortened your life expectancy. Well, there's only so many options, Mike. Yeah. And, you know, shorten your life expectancy is, you know, and that's when we start saying, well, you know, what's the family history like? Well, listen, my dad, you know, he made it to, you know, in my case, my dad was 83 and my mom was 90. So, you know, even though I've had cancer, um, I'm 10 years cancer free, and I, I think I've got to be planning till 90, 95. Um, yeah, mess with life expectancy is always a dangerous thing because you know the people who don't expect to live long sometimes live longer than anyone else. Well, I hear people say, "Oh, I, you know, I won't make it much past my mid 70s," and I'm thinking, I, I don't see any, any evidence of it. I have lots of clients that come in in their mid 70s, and they look like they're in their mid 50s. And so they've got a lot of life left ahead of them. What are some ideas that you probably don't want to consider? Everyone's worst nightmare is asking their kids for help. And you, you really don't want to put yourself in that position. And I mean, we've had some people who the kids have done very, uh, very well financially, who've come to their parents and say, listen, don't worry about your retirement, I got it. And those are great positions to be in. 
And I love seeing that situation because the kids are in the financial position just to make things work. And sometimes their parents went through a rough time trying to raise all the kids, the whole family, and went through uh, a struggle. And one or two of the kids make it really well and say, you know, I'm going to give you a bit of reward. We know what you did for us, and we're going to make this retirement easy on you. The next thing I'm going to put in, and I use the title, Don't Go to Las Vegas to Gamble. But really what I mean by that is don't do things that we've seen happen. Someone will go, you know what, I think I can save on the investment fees that I pay to you, gentlemen and ladies, and I'm going to manage the portfolio myself. You have no experience. You have no education. Yes, you have time to do it, but you're putting your family at risk. And the risk is you're likely to be exposed to some things that look bright and shiny. It's the holiday season now, and lots of things bright and shiny are starting to show up, and those can be deadly for an investment portfolio. We've learned that over the years. And the last one is an obvious, and you know, it's the old rob a bank. And it, it's the same thing. Never try and cheat the system. The system will come back and get you. And so, you don't want to put yourself in that position. What about increasing employment income? What are some ways for people to do that, Mike? Uh, some people find uh, ways to become more entrepreneurial along the way. They have all this experience now. You know, they're 50 years old. They work for people all the, uh, for the last 25 years, and they have this huge amount of experience. If they can have an entrepreneurial vision, they can start to put that to work and make a lot more money in those last 10 years. The knowledge is very valuable as you get older. One of the things that is talked about psychologically is that you had a career, it was very important in your life, and suddenly that career is over. And you kind of need to find another thing that's important in your life. And, you know, a lot of the different jobs that I've seen, uh, people have worked, so we've had clients who work in a funeral home and who've loved it. We've had clients that work uh, in, in a golf course, in a driving range, uh, as a greeter at a golf course. Um, we always hear about greeters at Walmart. I've never had a client go to do that. Um, become an Uber driver. Um, uh, they, they work at an auto dealership and they drop and pick pe passengers up. Uh, who are getting their car repaired. Home Depot is huge. You get great help when you go to Home Depot. A lot of people retire. They don't want to sit around the house. They go to Home Depot, and they have a bit of knowledge. They worked in the construction industry. I'm amazed the help you get when you go to Home Depot, when you talk to one of the old guys. And, and what's nice there is you're making a little extra money. It's not a fortune, but it's enough to give you a better lifestyle in retirement. Not only that, better satisfaction. I think you're, you're, you're important to someone. You've been able to help people. Uh, with all the skills that you've amassed in your lifetime. The last one I want to cover, Mike, is, is the one that I think is an absolute must to eliminate before you go into a full retirement, and that's debt. It, it, it is evil if you go into retirement with debt. Yeah, it's the number one rule. Do not retire with any debt. And it was funny, we were discussing yesterday, we were sitting around dis discussing how the amortization of mortgages has been pushed out where people are going beyond 30 years. And the problem is we have a lot of 40-year-olds who have mortgages that are amortized over 30 years. Guess what? <laughs> that, that's a bit of a problem. Yeah, 
Yeah, because they're going to be 70 by the time that mortgage is done. And that means they really probably need to delay their retirement till age 70. Not a good option. That brings us to the end of another week. Thank you for joining us. This is Rob and Mike with Think Smart from the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management, reminding you to live the life that makes you happy. been listening to the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management Limited. Asante Capital Management Limited is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Insurance products and services are provided through Asante Estate and Insurance Services Incorporated. This material is provided for general information and is subject to change without notice. Every effort has been made to compile this material from reliable sources. However, no warranty can be made as to its accuracy or completeness. Before acting on any of the previous information, please make sure to see a professional advisor for individual financial advice based on your personal circumstances. The opinions expressed are those of the authors and not necessarily those of Asante Capital Management Limited.